Welcome to a special Pest Central limited series celebrating the 50th anniversary of integrated pest management. This collaborative effort focuses on the history and future of IPM in the North Central region and features university faculty and agency staff interviews from around the region. This work is supported by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture and the North Central IPM Center. This podcast is edited and produced by Michigan State University Extension. MSU is an affirmative action equal opportunity employer. Michigan State University Extension programs and materials are open to all. This is Laura Isles and Lene Jess, and we're the co-directors of the North Central IPM Center wishing IPM a happy 50th anniversary. Hi, my name is Laura Isles and I'm at Iowa State University and one of the co-directors of the North Central IPM Center. And so today to kind of celebrate the anniversary of IPM, we want to talk about, you know, kind of the history of the IPM Center. And I have joining me Lene Jess, one of the other co-directors. She's based at Michigan State University. Lene, would you like to kind of give us the, the history of when were regional IPM centers started? Sure. They first started in September of the year 2000, and it was through the National Institutes of Food and Agriculture, or NIFA, as we call it, and they established four regional IPM centers. So we have the North Central, the Northeast, the Southern, and the Western. And originally, they were just called pest management centers, and then in 2003, they renamed them to integrated pest management centers. And these were basically established as a way to strengthen NIFA's connection with stakeholders through their research and extension programs, and then even though we're regionally based, we actually work interregionally. So it was kind of the whole idea was to bring together IPM across the nation, but kind of center them through regions and then go out from there. So we kind of act as a pest management information network so we can respond quickly to information needs, both from public and private sectors. Um, that includes USDA, EPA, and other um, organizations. And we try to partner with institutions such as land-grant universities and others within the region. That's really cool. So like, are, is the mission of the regional IPM centers the same? Does the North Central have different ones? Like kind of what's the overall mission of these IPM centers? So we actually, this last year, all made our mission statement the same. Um, so it's basically to champion the development and adoption of integrated pest management, the science of managing pests while protecting people, the environment and the economy. So we want to cover all those areas and then we help identify through the stakeholders, regional pest priorities in agriculture, communities and natural areas. So it's not just agriculture. We cover schools, we cover parks, we cover lots of areas. Right. Interesting. So I mean, I guess for kind of like the listener who's maybe not as familiar with the IPM Center, like, like what do the IPM centers do? So we do quite a few things, but we're kind of behind the scenes. So we work very closely with each of the land-grant university IPM coordinators um, in the region. And then we, but our kind of our whole goal is to increase effectiveness of stakeholder investments. And this is trying to get interdisciplinary and multi-organizational research and extension efforts out there in IPM. We also provide timely and high quality information on IPM practices and use patterns to government agencies, like I said before, like EPA and USDA. And where this comes in is sometimes 
EPA, when they're working on re-registration of pesticides, they will send out um, notices that they need more information on how that pesticide is actually used in certain commodities or areas. So we can reach out to our IPM coordinators in the states and our other networks and get that information back to them fairly quickly. And that really helps with that whole re-registration process. We also organize uh, responses to emerging, emerging regional and national issues. Um, this can be invasive pests. It can be other things too. And we do that through our working groups and what we have um, pest alerts. And then we have a grants program that we ask, we administer th through the regional IPM center. Oh, that's pretty cool. So like how does a grants program work or how does the North Central IPM Center, um, how does that grant program work? So we actually have two grants that we administer through the North Central IPM Center. The first one is working groups and the second one is critical issues grants. Uh, the working groups one is the one that it's been going on for a long, long time in our region. And we support a collaboration of diverse groups to collaboratively um, address regional and national IPM priorities. So the thing I love about working groups is it really brings people together to collaborate, like I said, and to network, and it, it solves problems quickly. So we have a lot of working groups um, that are commodity-based that have listservs, and so there will be a question posted, like I just had a grower sent me a picture of this problem on his plant, what is it? And within seconds and minutes, several people will respond and say, oh, that's this, or check for that disease, or and then how to control it. So it, it's worked great because it, it brings people together quickly. And the thing about our working groups is they're not just from the North Central region, the members, they're national and international. We actually have four countries that are involved in our working groups. So we get a lot of information from a lot of different people and we do that quickly. And some of the working groups actually come together to write larger grants. So there may be an issue that's really affecting a commodity or an area. And so they can use the small amount of money that we give them, which is up to $20,000 a year, to write a larger grant and, and maybe cover a critical issue in the region. And then that leads me to the second one, which is our critical issues grants. And these are basically um, one-time kind of seed funding to help initiate work that requires immediate attention until other long-term resources can be secured. So these tend to be more research-based, but sometimes they are educational. But it may be somebody says, hey, we have this new pest that's come into the state. We really need to get more money to work on that, but we don't have enough baseline data. And so we give the critical issues grants up to $50,000 a year, and that gives them enough money to get some of that base data so they can go for the larger grants. Very interesting. The working groups sound really cool. How many working groups are there? So typically, um, we'll have anywhere from 10 to like 18 working groups in a year. It just depends. Um, working groups have to reapply every year. But if especially during COVID, when we couldn't travel, then working groups had leftover funds. And so they just asked for a no cost extension. So that's where we can get up to 18 working groups in a year. And we have, um, we try to keep track of the members of the working groups. And right now there's over, we have 18 this year. There's over 800 members on these working groups and they're from almost 300 different affiliations from 47 states plus the District of Columbia. We have seven Canadian provinces and the four other countries besides Canada are Australia, England, the Philippines, and Hungary. And these cover a lot of different commodities, but we also have um, a North Central School IPM. We have uh, several of them that work with pollinators. One is a pollinator education in action for youth. Um, the others are working on helping beekeepers. Some of the other pollinator ones are actually doing the 
um, pollinator protection plans that are required by law. We have um, an urban ag one. We have public gardens that have, are working with sentinels against invasive plants. So those gardens are actually looking at plants that they've planted, and but over the years they've become invasive. And so there's there's uh, gardens from all over the country that are pulling together and putting that into a database so other gardens can be on the watch for those. So you've been involved with the you know regional IPM centers basically since they began. Like, what has been your favorite part of leading a regional IPM center? Yeah, so I was with the centers when they started in 2000 and have been with them ever since. Uh, my favorite part of the IPM centers are the working groups. I've been the liaison to the working groups almost since we started them. And the nice part about that is I learn a lot. Um, a lot of them have annual meetings or some of them have monthly conference calls. So I try to sit in on as many of those as I can. Um, but I learn a lot about what they're working on. And I've also made a lot of friends. Um, some of these groups have been going on for quite a few years, and so you get to see the same people over and over. And what I really like about them, like I said, is they're interdisciplinary. So it's not just entomologists or plant pathologists or weed scientists get together. It's all those disciplines are getting together and learning from each other. And the other thing I like about the working groups is some of them that have annual meetings, they'll have talks given by researchers, but there's also talks given by students. It can be undergrad students, masters, PhD students. And they learn a lot. It's a nice place for them to give a talk on what they're doing. It's not people who are criticizing what they're doing, but they can ask questions. And a lot of times we'll have retired people still in those working groups. And a student may say, I'm working on this, but I have a problem. And a retired person may say, you know what, 20 years, 30 years ago, I worked on that. We had the same issue. And this is how we looked at it differently or fixed it or something like that. And it, and it really helps them. And we've also had some of these graduate students have gotten jobs through the working groups. They've met other people and then they say, oh, gee, if you ever have any openings, let me know. And, and they've gotten jobs that way. So I've really enjoyed working the, with the working groups. I think that's been my favorite part. That's really good. It sounds like it's been a really powerful method to kind of spread and increase IPM and IPM knowledge um, in our region. It does. We want to thank you for listening to, um, and thank you, Lene, for sharing with us all about the IPM centers. If you're interested in checking out the IPM centers and what we do, more details on our working groups, how to apply for our grants, please check out the website. It's ncipmc.org. So hopefully we will see you applying for a grant someday. Thank you. Thanks for joining us to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Integrated Pest Management. Check the show notes for resources mentioned in this podcast, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.